faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. I don't think most Americans fully understand what they're watching right now as they see the Senate today over the will of the voters who large majorities don't want any more funding for Ukraine. Vote on this $95 billion, with a B, billion-dollar package for Ukraine and Israel. This isn't just more funding to counter Russia like we've been doing. This is the funding of World War III. Without it, there won't be a World War III. Most Americans would think that'd be a good thing, but most Americans, unfortunately, don't hold seats in the Senate. This is the seed money to fund and start. World War Three. There's even a new theater involved. It's right in the vicinity of Poland. And most Americans have no idea that our troops and NATO's are drilling together for a land and air war with Russia. Yes, you heard that right. A land and air war with Russia. 90,000 troops from all 31 alliance members of NATO. I've been warning you for about a year and a half about the troop buildup that we've been doing. You have to go all the way back to the Cold War to find a NATO exercise that involved that many troops, 125,000. This one is the second largest ever, and it shows signs that it will continue to ramp up. What are they doing? What is the scale of it? It's terrifying. Here's um, from oilprice.com. The image of U.S. troops training alongside other nations in mock amphibious assaults in the Atlantic in the next two months involving, listen to this, more than 50 naval vessels, including aircraft carriers, frigates, destroyers. Um, They're talking about this. This really is a massive show of force. The second phase of the exercise is equally crucial, uh, and it will involve up to 80 air platforms, F-35 fighter jets, helicopters, drones, and more than 1,000 combat vehicles. The epicenter, listen to this, it's not Ukraine. It's Poland. This is a new front. The epicenter is Poland, where a major river crossing will be attempted in March, but also in the Baltic states, with Germany acting as a major hub for reinforcement and coordination. This is very reminiscent of parts of World War One and parts of World War Two, but it's new. And the American people are so tired of Ukraine, they're not paying attention. And most Americans have no idea that the Pentagon admitted all the way back in the fall, that the Ukraine war was essentially over. That Ukraine, where the average age of a soldier now is 45 since everyone else is dead, would never defeat Russia. The Pentagon gave that briefing to senators. Only one was honest, though. Senator Josh Hawley came out of that briefing aghast, even telling folks in a press conference he had point-blank asked the Pentagon, why are we doing this? Ukraine can't win, which means we've lost. They said to save face, essentially that this was embarrassing. At least that's how Senator Hawley tells it. It was a classified closed hearing. So to save face, that's not really it. No, no, they want the funding to start World War III. I'll explain that in a minute. But first, here's another thing most Americans don't know, because it has barely been reported here. After months of successful foot dragging by new speaker Mike Johnson, the European Union gave up on the idea that America would send any more money for Ukraine. So guess what they did? What we could have had them do all along. They funded it. Over 50 billion euros for Ukraine, which works out 
to over $60 billion U.S. So, like, why do we need to jam $50 billion back down their throats? You're talking about another $100 billion between us and them on a war that the Pentagon admits Ukraine can't win, a war that is essentially over. So what's going on? Why are they so damn determined? Part of it is that they're profoundly corrupt. And as Ukrainian officials actually explained two weeks ago, a lot of this money actually stays in the U.S., but in a weird way. It goes to weapons manufacturers, contractors, those who do logistics, those who move those weapons. In other words, the second largest donor group that's going to be needed for the fall for all these political campaigns, and they're out of cash. They're out of cash because we're out of Afghanistan, where they'd been making bank for 20 years and where we had paid them, all total, the cost of the Afghan war, about $7 trillion. We still owe a little over $5 trillion of that. But they were getting rich off of it, and now they're restless. They want a new, bigger, better, badder, long-term war. Understand that when a lot of these members of Congress retire, they'll get seats, cushy ones, well-paid, on the boards or inside a lot of these contractors and weapons-making system customers. So you get a big, bad war with Russia, you're going to need big, bad, sophisticated weapons. It keeps everyone fed, most especially the politicians. And they're keeping them fed in the best way, with no oversight. None. The Democrats and the traitorous Republicans in the Senate have refused to appoint even so much as an inspector general to figure out where the money's going and where it has gone. Here's Senator Hawley on that. Did he address any of like your concerns over potential corruption of the use of Ukraine funding? No, he insisted, yeah, he insisted that all of the, of the money is going directly to soldiers and that there's no diversion of funds whatsoever, including any humanitarian assistance that's not being diverted or mismanaged. But of course, we don't know because there's no inspector general to, to track our money. I mean, that's the other thing. We spent $113 billion. The administration wants another $100 billion over the next year. That's from Austin yesterday. And yet they will not agree to an inspector general. It amazes me. Why not? Part of that is that no doubt that money is coming back, most especially the Democrat Party, in all kinds of ways and leading Democrats and the corruptocrats in the Senate. But the other part of that is that I think they don't want it to become obvious to the American people that they are preparing for war, not war in Ukraine, but war in Poland, war in Western Ukraine. And while it's largely been blacked out here, they're preparing Europeans mentally for an actual shooting ground war with Russia. Here's just a few of the headlines. I've covered them before. You can look them up. It's very extensive. This is a very large, very widespread propaganda campaign in Europe to normalize the idea of going to war with Russia. Now, you may be asking yourself, over what? No one knows yet. But they obviously plan to go to war over something. I'll get to that part in a minute. Headline, Sweden's call for population to prepare for war sparks panic and criticism. It's been described as a bombshell moment. The upper echelons of Sweden's government and defense force last week shocked the nation by explicitly warning that war might come to Sweden and that every Swede should prepare themselves. Well, some have taken the warning seriously and flocked to stores to stock up on, listen to this, fuel and survival kits? Others have accused the country's leaders of fear-mongering. And again, the war's going to be with Russia, which is weird because Russia's not doing anything different in Ukraine than it's been doing. Here's another headline. 
UK Army chief says citizens should be ready to fight impossible land war. Are you paying attention to this? Listen to these quotes and tell me these people aren't serious about a new angle to get in on and start World War III. This is a quote from British Army General Patrick Sanders. He is the head of the British Army. Quote, taking preparatory steps to enable placing our societies on a war footing? When needed, he has. He adds, are now not merely desirable, but essential? Our friends in Eastern and Northern Europe who feel the proximity of the Russian threat more acutely are already acting prudently, laying the foundation for national mobilization. Meanwhile, NATO Admiral Rob Bauer, I've played this audio for you before, has been warning European citizens they need to begin to prepare for the war. Yeah, Uh, he says they need flashlights, radios with batteries. They need to start storing food. They need to start storing water. What the heck? Even weirder, oddly specific leaked German documents are showing world leaders in Germany are preparing for World War III. And I say oddly specific because they literally report as if fact that by July, Russia will be launching severe cyber attacks in the Baltics. In September, the clashes escalate. I don't know how they would know this would weirdly specifically be in September. With, in September, Russia mobilizing troops and mid-range missiles to Kaliningrad. Then, in January of 2025, Russia would be rallying its troops for war in the Baltics and Belarus. Again, war over what? The documents don't say In the case of this scenario, by the way, the German documents say Germany plans to deploy 30,000 troops for defense. Okay, folks, you need to understand something. Ukraine is not a NATO nation, so we don't have a good way to get in on this war. Neither do European leaders. So what the corruptocrats in the swamp and at the head of the EU need is for Russia to attack a NATO allied country, because then we would be obligated to fight back. But they've got a problem. I mean, they can't even get Putin interested in Western Ukraine, never mind Poland. And while Putin has been clear for over 20 years what his line in the sand was, if we inducted Ukraine into NATO, he would take Ukraine before that could happen. He's always been adamant. And we we crossed that line. We did that by faking that we were going to take Ukraine into NATO. A lot of people don't understand we tricked Putin into this war because we very much wanted it. And Joe Biden did it in two different ways. Uh, Behind the scenes, the White House staff was telling Ukraine they weren't know-how ever getting into NATO. But uh, Zelensky was told to go out and tell the world that we were going to back their bid to join NATO. Well, Zelensky, about three months after the war started, came out and admitted weirdly on CNN that they were never getting into NATO and the White House had always told him so. Um, But he lied. They lied to trip Putin's wire. And then remember, Joe Biden came out and said a small invasion would be tolerated. They wanted a small invasion. I think they thought that the Russian people would tire of this war. It would break their economy and the Russian people would overthrow Putin and we could install a puppet we could control. And that puppet would stop aggressing toward our currency in Europe and really trying to break the back of our printing press, which Putin is very much trying to do. Congress will kill to defend the printing press. They've done it many times in the past. But so far, there's been zero aggression, signs of aggression that Russia intends to attack or in any way harm or mess with any kind of NATO-allied country. And quite frankly, unless we fake some kind of attack, and folks, 
I'm waiting for that false flag event. I just, it's only a matter of time. I don't know what it's going to be. I want to warn you, though, it'll come in one of three forms. They're either going to say that Russia did a cyber attack, either on the U.S., Poland, or allied countries. They're going to do a nuclear attack, an attack on a nuclear facility uh, in Ukraine, because they'll make the argument, in fact, they're already making it that uh, the nuclear cloud would then drift over Europe, and that's like an attack on NATO, uh, or there will be a false flag attack in Poland. Because let me tell you, folks, Vladimir Putin is not a good guy. Uh, he is a criminal. He's the head of a criminal oligarchy that happens to run a country. But you could say the exact same thing about Joe Biden. I mean, I don't see them as really any different whatsoever. And the Democrat Party, they are criminal oligarchies as well. Vladimir Putin, no way, no how, is going to attack Poland. Although they pray for that every day in Washington. Because he's just not stupid. He knows they desperately want and need this war. He knows Russia would be crushed from a gazillion angles. I mean, look at just the drill here. We're up to 90,000. And I'm telling you, by the spring, we'll be well into 100,000 plus. Just given the pattern of the troop increases, just U.S. troops in that region. And that makes something in this $95 billion funding bill the Senate just passed. It makes it make sense. It's a provision setting Donald Trump up for no less than impeachment if he attempts to cut off the World War III funding, even if he's elected. It force funds Ukraine and the whole World War III conflict through almost 2026. Senator J.D. Vance explains. It doesn't just fund Ukraine in 2024. And this is the most important point. It actually funds Ukraine in 25 and 26. Now, what's the problem with that? Say, for example, that we have a new president in 2025. That president would be handcuffed by the promises that we are making in law to Ukraine today. If you go back to, to 2019, Tucker, to try to give you a sense of why this matters. In 2019, the U.S. House impeached then-President Donald Trump on the theory that they had appropriated money to Ukraine and Donald Trump refused to send it to Ukraine. So if Trump is elected president again and become president on January of 2025, he will conduct diplomacy. And if that diplomacy does not include sending additional billions to Ukraine, there is a theoretical argument, a predicate, if you will, for impeaching Donald Trump because they have tried to tie his hands. And the final point I'll make on this, Tucker, is that the Washington Post has already as already said, based on leaks from inside the intel community, the purpose of this legislation is to tie a future President Trump's hands. We're not just sending billions to Ukraine in 2024. We're trying to make it impossible for the next president to conduct diplomacy on his terms. It's anti-democratic and it will lead to endless war in the, all over the world. Finally, why do they want war with a nuclear armed country so badly? They're pre-scheduling it for after the election because it's a key tool in their box to get total control or as close to it as they can. Can't play this clip from Tucker Carlson enough. Instead, they're telling you that you're a traitor to your country if you don't want a third world war. They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they know the public is not on their side. But the second we actually go to war with Russia, they will use that as a pretext to crush all dissent. There is no dissent allowed in wartime. And that's what this is really about, in addition to their personal enrichment. It's about changing the domestic politics of the United States. The second we can all say we're at war with Russia, not in effect, but in reality, in a hot war, which is what they want, that's the, that's the moment that you are no longer allowed to express your opinion. And 
the penalty is jail during the game. It's happened a lot, and they want that now. Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.